review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got to what you got. You know what it is. Come on. And a happy new year. No more Hollywood. This is Hollywood. Just give me, actually, uh, give me one sec, John. I'm just going to close the door. One sec. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the rest of the review. My name is John Hastings. The person closing the door is an unprofessional piece of shit. Named Demon Come forty two nine six nine 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 nine. Um, it's literally, literally the first podcast ever of two thousand and motherfucking nineteen. No, this is uh, this is December thirtieth. Oh, this is being released. I thought it was being released on New Year's Day for some reason. I don't know calendars. I don't know calendars. Also, Why are you, you want an to get impression me? of yourself, guys? Come, come to my, uh, to, uh, come to my on tour shows. Uh, it, Barry will be January eighth, and then of course we got Guelph uh, on January twelfth. That's the Saturday, and Peterborough on January eleventh. These are all in Canada and Ontario. But if you want to holler at me on Xbox Live, I'm Come Drinker four twenty, which they allow. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure. They allow me to re- enter the words "come drinker 420" and then children play me in a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. PlayStation, they're like, we know what you're trying to do. Like, you can't even be like ass, but the A is a four. Four ass. Like, we know what you're trying to do. No, you're dealing with people who play video games. Video game companies, like, if you eliminate dummies who are gonna be like, like. Cut and bugler, then you then video games will be purchased only by those weird esport nerds. Which, as a massive wrestling fan, I really like exist because I can look down to them from my high, high mountain of elitism and go, Oh, you play video games as if they're a sport. Mm, yeah, no, I, I pursue a high art that of. The wrestling that is professional. Well, this is what I will say, is that I think that I could really see, this is going to sound weird, but I could see esports in years coming beca- having like super bad drug problems because 100%. the thing about esports is, uh, yeah, it's so heavily, so heavily reliant on your reflexes, which basically your reflexes are boss as shit until you're 25 and then they fall off a cliff. Uh, slowly. Just, just Dylan's. By the way, mine, mine are, mine is actually. Oh no, my quick twitch improved. muscles are absolutely fantastic. Mm. Except the quick twitch, unless, unless they're compared to mine, because mine are fucking exceptional. Even with dyspraxia, they're like, wow, you have dyspraxia and incredible reflexes. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, you do that boxing thing where they, uh, you bounce the the guy throws bounces the tennis ball and you catch it. With both hands, you know what I mean? Like, uh, alternate, and but you just miss the ball every time. But they're like, had you have had the body awareness to know where the ball is, that would have been fast. That's what they say. Like They're like, wow, if you could have caught the ball, that would have been really good. So, <laughs> so you're still good at that. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why, thank you, boxing instructors. But I think it'll just be like, like, ML, like, you watch any, um, Oh man, watch uh there's a documentary on the Doc Ellis, the guy who basically threw the no-hitter on acid. Oh, he's in the best. MLB, but he talks about how everyone was just on speed <laughs> because you have to baseball 162 games over like 200 days, so you have to concentrate every day. Yeah. For 162 games, so most people are just like I got bored of this in May, and it now it's August. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that, by the way, is the big point for why um, Barry Bonds and all of the steroid guys should be allowed in the Hall of Fame. is because Mickey Mantle, in particular, has has referred to them as energy shots. And like in other colloquial yeah. things, basically being like, I did cocaine, I do cocaine. Who has cocaine like he does not lie about yeah. it. it's like a known thing in baseball everyone they, did drugs and if God, you JFK, didn't do drugs jfk was for fuck's sake yeah no dude every every pro athlete takes drugs and if they didn't take drugs uh the one guy i'm pretty sure didn't take drugs performance enhancing drugs didn't have to play against black people 
which is a greater advantage than all the steroids in the world. Like, Babe Ruth was the best player of how much of the majors is black? Like, half? So he's the best player of the of half of the league. That makes no sense. That'd be like if you're like, I'm the best basketball player, but everyone to ha- couldn't be over six foot five. Yeah. I'm, you're going to have to face some guys who are six seven before you're the best. I'm the greatest wrestler. Yeah, exactly. And wrestling's real, by the way. It's like how uh, Ric Flair clearly thinks that he's in the same league as Muhammad Ali, where it's like, no, there's a big distinct difference between the two of you. Yeah, you're an actor. That's yeah. the weirdest thing, man. Th- something about fighting. Did you hear the guy who played Creed in the new movie was like, I could beat up Roy Jones Jr.? Of course I saw that. Of course and it's I like, saw that. What no, you couldn't. Are you talking about? But that's the thing. Because this is the whole thing. Like, I loved it, though, because I'm like, oh, we are getting... Because the... what's weird is that in show business, for like the last three, four years, they've really toned down on actors just being fucking crazy idiot assholes yeah it's basically they were just like we got kanye west everyone else relax and then they've just let kanye say wacky shit and now kanye's gotten too real like it's gotten way it's like the brian pillman loose cannon gimmick where they're like oh god he's actually nuts though so now they're letting now all these other actors are coming out of the woodshed of being crazy that creed actor Oh man, we're gonna we are not we have not heard the last from that man of just saying wacky shit. And I gotta tell you, I really like. It. Well, I mean, uh, this this is one one uh, I will say is that they I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about it, uh, and he was saying, which is pretty much what happened. It's like, yeah, man, TMZ rolled up on this guy at a party when he had clearly had like five drinks, which is the fresh zone for a man for. Yeah, Tyson's here right now. I knocked the shit out of him, buddy. He doesn't have these hands. You know what mm. I mean? Like you walk up, t- you walk up to me drunk, and I'm like, Ali, I would have had some for that guy. Change his name back. No, no, willingly. He would have signed the papers in the ring, bro. First of all, there you would have signed the papers in the ring. You are one of the few adult males left on the planet that there, you reach a certain amount of drinks, and I just have to fight you. Yeah, it's sick. No, it's not sick. It's Whose really land sick. is this? I yell that. You do yell that. <laughs> I take my shirt off on AL. Yeah. Claim this land. I call the bar owner. If I'm at the bar, I'm like, who owns this? Yeah, you point, <laughs> I challenge him. You point at your nipple and say, you know what this means? Not welcome. And everyone's like, what, from that movie? <laughs> no nipples. We begin now. Speaking of gentlemen that weren't welcome, this week on the, epi- on the rest of the review, we're talking about crime time. It is Dylan Gott's New Year's Eve gift to himself. The tag team he's wanted to talk about since we started this podcast the tag team that I forgot existed because I didn't watch wrestling for two separate weeks in 2006 and then 2008. Uh, let's strap in to talk about JTG and Shad, two guys that were not liked by the McMahon family purely because... Well, here's my theory. They were actually really liked by Vince McMahon and Stephanie, and Triple H went out of his way not to like them. And here's what it was for sure. Uh, Stephanie, Triple H's wife, thought that they were amusing and clearly laughed a little bit harder at them than she did at anything Triple H and Shawn Michaels were doing as lame shit. That's very funny. And I guarantee he was like, oh, yeah, uh, no. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's, I could totally see, because that's what, this is the, 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 here's the story of Crime Time, and it's a very weird one, where, uh, firstly, they come up with their own characters, and I think that is very, very important, because I didn't know that before I... I suggested this. Yeah. I thought this was Vince McMahon who watched cops and be like, we need some of those. And they're like, police officers? Like, no, the guy's running. <laughs> they did and they didn't. Um, also, let's, uh, let's before we continue, let's give credit to our notable researcher, Christopher Hobson, who's worked really hard bringing the Wrestle Review to its level of semi-professionalism in this year, 2018. If you want to send us a tweet uh, this sweet month, Give a shout out to Hobson. You know what I'm saying? Hey, come monkeys. Let's hear you screech for our sweet researcher. Oh. Oh, uh, oh my God. I love that so much. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sploosh. Um. <laughs> we'll do that. Uh, we'll do... Um, 
that'll be the official song of the wrestler review is that very old e-bombs world sketch where donald duck gets a beach <laughs> <laughs> oh i haven't seen that there was a time if you're not in your 30s there was a time the internet was literally the simpsons having sex and donald duck getting a bj and then aol.com 100 <laughs> percent. and also if you're thinking it, it, it's not like nowadays where it's like oh was that a couple of weeks it was like no that was a solid two that was most of the naps yeah. years yeah yeah and also while you were watching all of those videos underneath it the musical bed was just i disappear by metallica <laughs> i do miss that i miss that websites like we we have an angel fire uh account that i haven't kept up with at all but we still have an angel fire wrestler review or the other way around i don't know which one but i couldn't really like angel fire's not exactly what I wanted because what I wanted was like a 1997 website where it's like you log on and a song starts playing so loud that you have to throw your computer out. <laughs> <laughs> there were these websites you would just log on to be like, oh, I want to see like what, you know, Bill thinks about wrestling. Time to go! <laughs> yeah. he, what was the Limp Biscuit? <laughs> Mission Impossible sound. It's just that is the literally the song I disappear by Metallica is yeah. is every song from the year nineteen ninety eight to the year two thousand. Like it's just and then just oh it's so fucking bad. Um, that music video is the best because clearly it's being like Metallica going like. What if we were on top of a mountain? Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Tom Cruise being like, me too. And they're like, we'll both be on top of the mountain. <laughs> and then that's it. And then they wrote a song around that. They're like, and just say whatever comes to your mind when you're at the top of the mountain. Done. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to say this. If anyone wants to be bored, watch watched 20 minutes of James and Joe Rogan. I like the power. Might have something interesting to say. That guy fucking sucks. He's such a fucking loser. Like, just such a fucking loser. They're all losers. Like, Metallica of ever. That's the problem. That's the problem with somebody who gets too good at something. But, it, oh, no, no, no. The, you, but you can tell his personality. You're like, oh, you're, a, you're just a dumb, boring loser. And then you yeah. joined, you like, formed Metallica. And now you're a dick-ass boring loser. Like, he literally talks about for 10 minutes, he's like, uh, ha-ha, I don't like California. Ha-ha, the liberals in San Francisco. Ha-ha. And then his point is like, uh, I like to go hunting anywhere, anytime. And in San Francisco, they're like, uh, hey, yeah, you can't actually shoot uh, squirrels in the middle of Golden Gate Park. I don't care that you're in Metallica. And he's like, ah. I don't like that. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you're just like, you're a fucking loser. Anyway, let's talk about crime time. Go ahead. No more Hollywood. This is Hollywood. Yeah. I really like that. I really, really like the point that you talked about. Let's Pulp Fiction this one, baby, because God damn it, there's not a lot of meat on these bones. Mm -hmm. This might be as bad. This might No, there's more than Reno. We did a Reno episode. We're good. But I do like what you're saying because crime time inherently threatened two things. Uh, think about this. The big when Crime Time first debuts, the fir the big character, the guy who now you've revealed is the new face of your company, is a white guy that raps. Mm -hmm. So immediately they fuck with the legitimacy of that. And the second thing they fuck with is that they are mid card comedy, and then you have Christian DX coming back, who have to be the alpha funniest guys on the show. And Crime Time for. Everything that they're shit at, they were Vince. Vince McMahon loved Crime Time because he he started doing shitty SNL sketches. There's a Crime Time sketch where they're like in Washington. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I mean the one with George world. W. Bush. Pardon me. The one with George W. Bush. Yeah. Uh, yes. Did you you didn't see this one? No, I didn't see that one. I'm talking about the Michael where they recreate the Michael Richards. Heckling scandal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they beat they beat up the guy. Yeah. They uh, but the George W. Bush one, it's just uh, they have a George W. Bush impersonator who's not good at all at it. Uh, come out and say Condoleezza Rice is a hot piece of black. Oh, ass. I remember this. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then she, and then he just keeps saying homie, and then he almost says the n word, and he's like, no Secret Service can hold you back from getting beat up. 
And then they just leave the ring while George W. Bush makes jokes about himself. I mean, like, this is, it's, it's fucking weird. It's also, this is the time, by the way, where, so Christian DX is happening. And I, I don't, I think this is true, but Mick Foley, yeah, Mick Foley had started doing stand-up at this point. And Triple H and Shawn Michaels literally cornered him and were like, um, why are you doing stand-up? We're funnier in the ring than you are. Yeah, this is when, this is when they were like, oh no, we're not, we're also Saturday Night Live. We're ESPN and Saturday Night Live. Oh, and this is also when they're doing the guest hosts on Raw. Like, this is a weird time in wrestling where they don't really have an identity. It's, again, one of the many contributing factors to why their audience is literally deserting by the hundreds of thousands right now. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... It's a fucking disaster. And to go to your point, yeah, John Cena, this is his, you know, fucking mega push time. This is, he's already the champion. No, he's just become the champion on SmackDown in 2004. Yeah. They're building towards him in 2004. And then when they come back, no, no, I tell you they're I always confuse. They're in OVW in 2004. 2007, he's very much established as the champion in both of uh, their runs in the WWE. And they try and actually package them together, and that doesn't work clearly because John Cena just doesn't like these guys, and he goes out of their way, his way to make sure that they know he does not like them. And I got to say this about John Cena. The more you read about him, the more you're like, um, you're a weird guy, John. You're a he weird He is super weird. Guy. Here's two things he does. Here's a, This is like his daily schedule. You know, Mark Wahlberg. There was the thing where like every meathead celebrity for a bit was releasing their daily schedule. So John Cena's daily schedule. Firstly, he gets three hours of sleep a day. Secondly, he uh, he wakes up at 5 a.m. Im- immediately starts. I think he's learning Cantonese. He tries to learn Cantonese so he can like kind of speak Cantonese. He can he can pretty much speak a couple languages like conversationally. So he learns a couple languages, does his language practice. Then he learns the piano and then he starts his day. He in he goes to bed at two a.m. Here's the thing: I don't believe it for a second. Like I just don't believe it. Like I understand, like oh, like all these things. You should watch him play the piano. He can play the piano. I believe that he can play the piano. I don't believe that he goes to sleep at two a.m. As someone who has, firstly, learn the guitar, not the creepiest instrument. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Learn the banjo. Do something amusing. Oh, that's beautiful music. What's and then he just comes in the rooms with blood. He's like, I've decorated the room. <laughs> yeah, uh, and hello? then he starts do. And then he starts rapping his own theme song. Yeah. Here's another song I've written. I don't know which Bella twin I'm fucking. I just know <laughs> one of them is weak. The one that's weak <laughs> is named Daniel Bryan. I'm John Cena, got a micro penis. I'm in Bumblebee <laughs> and financially speaking, that movie will not make any cash. Oh no, Hollywood career. I'm going to be remembered as the ultimate warrior of this era. I don't think he's the ultimate warrior of this era, no, man. He's, he's clearly the Hulk Hogan of this era, but I just got to throw that dig in there. It's also like it's weirder that it's weird that he's Hulk. He's already had a better acting career than Hulk Hogan, but also like, oh, my God, he's had a better acting career than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Don't ever say that. <laughs> Do you know? All right. Do you know how many movies Stone Cold Steve Austin's been in where the premise is I'm trapped on an on a prison island with this action star? There's prison island movie with Vinnie Jones. He was in a he's in a movie with Steven I've Seagal. Like he them. made it. Of course you have. There's the condemned, there's the Vinnie Jones one. I haven't seen the Steven Seagal one, which like I don't think could be watchable because Stone Cold Steve Austin, weirdly not that good of an actor. Even though he portrayed one character for years, and Steven Seagal, like literally, I don't know. I've never seen someone put on weight, and it's like as he was eating carbs, he did, not only forgot how to act, but he also like forgot what it meant to be a human being. I don't know. That's the weird thing is like he's Stone Cold. His acting style, not his acting style, but it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin just is like kind of like a hillbilly dad. Yeah. So I feel like he should have a movie. If I was to write a movie for Stone Cold Steve Austin, firstly, I have the gun stunner, which I've always wanted to do, which is someone comes up behind him, he puts a gun under their uh, under their neck, and then Stone Cold stunners him while pulling the trigger. I think that would be great. Oh, man. And then secondly... Oh, yes, please. Every movie he's in should just be like Commando. Someone fucks with his truck. Like, someone... It should be low-risk John Wick, how, like, they fuck with John Wick's dog, so he killed everybody. Mm-hmm. His... His should be like someone dented his truck, 
And it's just that guy happened to be a guy who organizes a drug ring. And then at the end of it, they were like, why the hell did you do this? And he's like, you fucked up my Ford. And they were like, uh, so I'm- I could have just avoided all of this by paying for your Ford? He's like, do you wanna? And then they go, no. And he's, so he kills everybody. But that's the thing about the Attitude Era. Patrice O'Neill would have written the script. So it would have been great. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, he only was there for two months. Yeah, but they would have just, like, hired him. I can dream. Oh, it would have been great. Oh, my God. Long uh, rants about how women just don't fucking get it. Let <laughs> me have the movie. Patri- if Patrice O'Neill was alive right now, he would have been crucified in the village square. Because, like, during the Me Too movement, I guarantee this would be one of Patrice O'Neill's tweets. None of this is true. it's so crazy that all women are scheduling a lie at the same time Mm. um no i'll I'll throw this out there but uh we we should talk about crime time all right let's let's talk about crime time so we we know how it's going to end badly for them let's take it back to the beginning where they they uh come together in a little place called ohio valley valley wrestling they are both you know from you know brook they're yeah, they're both like Brooklyn um, uh, Brooklyn guys that are then moved to Ohio Valley fucking Kentucky. That must have been fun as a black gentleman. No, here's what here's what happened is uh, they're this is kind of like they, they have this is the experience for someone who has size and who doesn't. This is the best example of it in wrestling through this tag team. Shad enters Tough Enough 2 in 2002. Uh, but he was disqualified after uh, failing a physical. They immediately put him in their developmental league. Immediately, because they're like, you're big, me likey, how big you are. JTG just moved to Ohio Valley, never knew how to wrestle, started uh, in the like beginner's class, then went to intermediate, then went to the contract class, and he had to... So Shad's getting paid. Nominal fee, but he is getting paid. JTG had to pay every step of the way. Like, Shad Shad got the, you're a star, here's, here's a cues to a Cadillac, enjoy Hollywood. JTG literally did wrestling like it was improv class, where it was like, well, I mean, this guy, who's cor- this guy can't teach you right now. He's cornering the new hot lady in class, so you're going to have to wait, but this still costs you 500 bucks. Quick question for you, Dylan. Why did Shad fail his um, physical? Uh, dick too big. They thought he had hepatitis. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but this might be Abdullah the Butcher. That's the thing that's the best is like, oh, this guy has hepatitis. He can't uh, can't get in the ring. All right, but in two years, we're just going to let Bob Orton bleed all over The Undertaker? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Undertaker is already dead. <laughs> Shad, so Shad, because Shad gets the gimmick that everyone gets, which is you're big, so you're the beast. You're the beast, Shad Gaspard. Uh, JTG does not have it as well. JTD starts out as neighborhoodie. Oh yeah! After they, this is this given to him by Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman had been sent to OVW as punishment uh, after Jim Cornette had. Oh no, Jim Cornette's still there, but is about to get fired for beating the shit out of Santino Morella. And by beating the shit, I mean slapping him a couple of times. Paul Heyman's big old fucking idea was, we're gonna call you the neighborhoodie, just like. Which is literally, it, you are one train of thought away from just calling him N-word man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the neighborhoodie. Ew, Paul Heyman. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, this is this is what happens when, this, this is very much, <laughs> I mean, this is too racial for me to say, but let's do it. This is very much how Hollywood, this is like Hollywood in the 1920s, where it's like a Jewish person <laughs> giving a black person that's a nickname. very good, yeah. And the black person going, that's a good idea, while in their head thinking, this is the worst piece of bullshit I've ever heard in my fucking life. My friend, what I'm thinking is, is that you are a large penis <laughs> How about this? You are the repo man, but you're black. So how about your name is I don't like you. Yeah. How about your my, your name is not welcome in this neighborhood. <laughs> um, so they go they package themselves together as the gang stars, which I think All right, here's the weird thing. 
I think the Gangstars is a better name. 100% a better name. No, but long term, but Crime Time at the time, you hear Crime Time and you're like, oh my God. You're watching because you're like, how horrible can this get? But I, I agree with everything you're saying. The issue you run into is... You don't want anyone watching anything just to see it be horrible. I guess, but this is what this is this is the tail end of, but still this is the time you're talking about the ruthless aggression era. They're a couple of years removed from Katie Vick, yes, but this is still like they're doing the diva search. Um Melina is a is a character on the show basically because she's an attractive woman who they she'll come out and be like I don't like your pants. So then a tag team will do their finisher on her, and JR's like, My God, it's fine. Sometimes when they're acting like a bitch, you treat them like shit. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying, like, again, I agree. This is a weird ass fucking time. By the way, Melina's other big thing is she did the splits when she got in the ring. And when she did that, is the only time Jerry the King Lawler seems reasonable, and Jim Ross is basically going, I got mushroom soup in my pants. <laughs> I think about that from time. I think about Melina doing the splits and like, how did her vagina not just fully show? Because <laughs> they would zoom right in really on her I, vagina. I, 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 you know what? I have no idea. But damn, I would have. It would. Yeah. I mean, what? Jerry Lawler kind of had to be quiet because as a commentator, like, the only option he would have had if he stuck with character would have been like, apparently it's roast beef Mondays or something. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> oh, yeah. It's roast beef with the juices still on it, just like Mommy used to make. JR! King! JR! They've- King, stop actually jacking off! Oh, <laughs> Vince told me to. <laughs> JR, the, the flaps to the tent are open. <laughs> Looks like an open envelope filled with hamburger meat. I guarantee J- uh, every day Jared the King Lawler just looked at Melena and went, Old woman. <laughs> Let's get some women in here. <laughs> yeah. And by that I mean girls. Yes. Yeah. And by girls I mean girls. If I wanted someone age appropriate, I would have asked for it. I'm 30 years younger than you. Blah 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 blah. That's you. Um, yeah. No, I'm aware of the era that Crime Time is coming into. I just wish, I wish it never had happened. It's the weirdest time. It's not the worst time in wrestling. It's the weirdest time in wrestling because it's like. It's very bipolar because they're like realizing they want to be, you know, they want to align themselves with uh, more with appealing to children, but also they're like, let's also have like random crazy shit. Yeah, we need to get more family friendly brands in here. Also, these two people are gay and that's bad. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so they win the titles in OVW, Crime Time does, as the gang stars, I should say. Um, they said they got a lot of. They got a lot of uh, mentoring from Ricky Steamboat, Dean Malenko, Al Snow, Arn Anderson, and Danny Davis. But let's get to why we're actually here. This is when this is when they meet Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, he says, JTG, on meeting Vince for the first time, he said, When I finally met Vince, I wasn't nervous for some reason. He made some promises. He was very excited to see us and glad to have us on the roster. I could see that it was very authentic, that he was happy to have us on the roster. He saw our vignettes in dark matches and was very impressed with them. So basically, the story is, they don't have characters yet, so they just made their own vignettes. Which I guarantee Vince McMahon would have loved. Like, there's something of That guy exactly. loves a little thing called... Um, Stereotypes. Uh, oh, stereotypes and also a little initiative. And if you put your hands together with yeah, that. Yeah, oh, that is true. That yes, is true. please. And they made like, they're making vignettes. Like vignettes are coming back too. So like Carlito uh, debuts with his basically, I'm Razor Ramon, but I just have an Apple vignettes. Yeah, the, yeah. I do things because I'm, co- I'm cool. Now, if you'll excuse me, an angle where we stab John Cena. <laughs> But that's the whole thing. So, so crime time does uh, vignettes like one example would be uh, they rob a liquor store and then JTG sees there is a camera, so he takes off his mask and start and says hi to his mom and stuff, like just like general things like that. And Vince McMahon sees that and goes, "This is like I've been waiting for this 
for years because I couldn't, much like steroids, he can't write this and give it to someone. But if someone does this, he's like, this is exactly what I wanted the whole time. <laughs> yeah, because I guarantee he now thinks he's like, finally, I can take down that Lorne Michaels bit. <laughs> they don't have JTV or Shad. They're done. What is the odds that for the first five minutes of their conversation, he thought he was talking to Ahmed Johnson in a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed, Farouk, we're glad to see you back. Nice to see you, Butch Reed and... Butch Reed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll get back after the break. We're going to get back to the wild ride that is crime time in the WWE, which is essentially a feud with a dead man Uh, and not The Undertaker. John Cena burying both of them because you can't have these characters because John likes to rap and that's it. And uh, DX feeling threatened. For for two mid-card characters, they really threatened the two dudes who now are wrestling. Well, but it's also one of those things where you can also see that both of them were in what they viewed as points in their career, which they weren't precarious, but they definitely could have lost footing. And Crime Time was loved by the boss in a way that clearly both of them felt like they should have been. The thing with Triple H is Triple Triple H knows in his heart that he is not as important to wrestling as The Undertaker triple a or undertaker rock stone cold steve austin he's an also rand of the attitude era who every moment he has been on top the ratings have gone down and he knows that because he's a at the end a great wrestling booker a great wrestling mind but the way he was presented uh, just didn't appeal to the fans because you know what no one gives a fuck uh because you're a bad person he's he's exactly every person who's run a successful territory and then run that same territory into the ground ever yeah he's fritz von eric he's Vern Gagne. he's a good wrestler a really good wrestler but he's not fucking electric he's not hogan he's not rock he's not austin yeah and eventually those people get mad because they don't want the next guy to come through so he can control that because it's fucking wrestling. It's a storyline. So he just has himself portrayed as stronger than everybody. Yeah. Just little shit. Yeah. Even to this day, like the, there was a house show. There was a house show they did with, um, the new day where the new day will do a thing where it's like, they have a triple threat with a wrestler or something like that or a fatal four way or whatever. And the new day will dance with the wrestler afterwards. And you see Randy Orton dance with them and it's fun. And then you see Daniel Bryan dance with them and it's fun. Triple H dances with them. And then he just pedigrees Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Why? It's like that. Yeah. Why just fucking like, you're not stone cold Steve Austin. That's not charming. Also, do you think that in the same way that, uh, Xavier Woods had a three way with Paige and what's her, what's his face that, uh, Kofi Kingston and Triple H have had a threesome with Stephanie McMahon. Cause I, I would like to think that. i would love to think that no i think no triple h is into muscle like he's really into muscles so i'm uh if one of those three men is it's Big E. yeah and if if china on the howard stern show is to believe he also is into pegging (laughs) yeah so he probably just put a wig on uh biggie and was like you're uh china you're uh you're uh my girlfriend Uh, (laughs) All right, so let's get after this. We're going to get to uh, Crime Time's run, uh, how they were fired, Twees. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to stop. Yeah, then we're going to stop, and you guys are going to stop listening, and then we're going to go back uh, to our lives for another week, and then we'll reconvene in one week's time. All right, see you in a few minutes, you fucks. I've been been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com/wrestlerreview <laughs> and donate and donate to us. $5 gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For 25 bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff who's a pedophile rapist and we still reviewed him. God damn it, we have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoomoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash rest review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Hi, everyone. Dylan, let's talk more about crime time. 
and actually talk about their career. One thing I should mention is the actual impetus for Crime Time, the whole impetus for the whole thing, weirdly enough, was JTG and Abraham Washington were put together as a tag team. Abraham Washington was like, uh, he was on ECW a bit around 2006. Uh, Abraham Washington says, we should wrestle in Tim's and baggy jeans. JTG says, no, I want to do something different. Abraham Washington says, let's just do this once and see what happens. They get a great reaction. That's how JTG wrestles forever now. Yeah. It's very similar, by the way, to how New Jack uh, started uh, doing what he did in the ring. Because before New Jack was like considered he was going to be like the next Dory Funk Jr. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, hey, can you just wear a uh, weird airbrushed rapper t-shirt and then hit people with wood? And he's like, I don't know if that's going to get over. And then it did. Now he doesn't know anything but that. He only knows violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was a, he would wrestle at least an hour a night, New yeah. Jack would. Catch as catch can, constant movement, not even running the ropes. So before, this is how you know it's going to be good, is before Crime Time even debuts, they release a statement on WWE.com. Tonight, a new tag team, Crime Time, will be introduced to the Raw audience in an effort to to humor and entertain our fans for the tag team known as Crime Time will be parodying racial stereotypes. Shad Gaspard and JTG do outlandish, outrageous stunts to ready themselves for tag team action on Raw. This attempt... A Saturday Night Live like humor is bound to entertain audiences of all ethnic diversions. We hope you enjoy the weekly adventures of Crime Time. Vince McMahon has wanted this for so long. This is this it. This and Linda leaving are the two things he wants so much. There, that press release is basically a come and get it, Bill. Uh, Bell for Al Sharpton. Like, want to see some racism? Oh man. Like undercover the great undercover one of the fucking worst moments in wrestling wrestling history is when Al Sharpton comes out and gets booed. Oh yeah, <laughs> he booed the shit out of Al Sharpton. I'm fine with it. That guy's a piece of shit. Very funny. He should be in jail. That yes. Also, but then that and having a team named Crime Time again. You you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you can't boo Al Sharpton. You can boo Al Sharpton for sure, but then you can't also have a team called Crime Time. You are right. Like it's one of those things where I understand also that the boos of the wrestling audience were not motivated by the Tawana Brawley case. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was more visceral than like uh, I know everything about this man. Yeah, I know a lot about him. Also, if you haven't, uh, anyone just have you want to have yourself a good time. Just YouTube, Al Sharpton, Morton Downey Jr. Ooh, that guy says some words during a commercial break that are inappropriate and also fights a guy. Oh, yeah, baby. So originally they wanted to be called Hoodie Nation and they were going to sell, they're going to have these flags and sell the flags as merch. JTD hated that idea and luckily enough, Hoodie Nation was uh, already trademarked. So they switched it to Crime Time. Much like everything in wrestling, though, uh, they, Crime Time. Essentially, weirdly, just takes over for exactly what Eddie Guerrero was doing, but there's two of them, and the problem with this is, like... It's also not done with sort of the charm of Eddie Guerrero, because Eddie Guerrero was like... Eddie Guerrero also always got one up on people. Crime Time... That's the thing, is Crime Time were like, they're thieves, and that's bad. You know why. Well, they're thieves, and they're dumb. Yeah, they're dumb thieves, rather than Eddie Guerrero being the smart, you know what I mean, always getting... Always getting the, uh... Always getting the fucking upper hand on people. Yeah, dog. But uh, they're in the Raw Tag Division, which, I mean, it sounds weird, but they had a lot of teams, and the teams were actually pretty good. But the problem is, this is during Triple H has a big dick, John Cena has a big dick time, which is essentially, you'll get the, the Trevor Mur- Caden Murdoch, the Highlanders, uh, you'll get the Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. Crime time. These guys are all doing great things. Then they'll be like, you know who's not over enough? The Big Show. And then everyone's like, what? Big Show's... They find everyone knows who The Big Show is. No, we need to reheat The Big Show. What? No, we don't. Anyway, he eliminates the whole tag division. <laughs> like, he walks yeah, into yeah, a yeah. fatal four-way for tag titles and knocks everyone unconscious, and then that's that's what we need to do. It's like, fuck off. Like, just let them... Let them have, that's the strength of the women's division right now is that, and it's guaranteed it's not because Vince McMahon wants it necessarily, it's just that it's no longer acceptable to have a man just beat up a woman on television, but the thing about the women's division, they're they're doing it in ways like the Stephanie McMahon uh, putting herself above the women's division constantly in promos, but you can't just have Braun Strowman go and eliminate a women's fatal four-way. 
Like, you can't do that anymore, so they've isolated it. Like, you need to isolate these divisions, because otherwise they do this all the time where it's like the fucking, you know what I mean, the fucking champion faces the tag champs and just wins easily with no help. You also know that there is absolutely no way that they aren't going to try and get a man back involved in the women's division. If they, if it goes down by, like, one point, it they are immediately going to fucking be like, uh, and the big show's in the women's division now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Based on what indies are doing and how the and the fact that like, um, WWE basically does what the indies do, but five years later, in five years, I think like Becky Lynch will beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Like, intergender matches are just a thing now. Like, and everyone, there was a big essay on it on Deadspin uh, a couple years ago, and it is totally legit. Where it's like, why if the Undertaker can be undead and the Boogeyman can win with his finishing wound being like uh, a pump and it'll slam, but with worms, why can't a woman just beat a man and a like? Why aren't they on the same level? I think that's totally like it's fantasy fighting anyway. Well, you just want to be you just want to be able to hit women. I get it. I do. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. That's agree what with I want. You just yeah, like you just. It's weird. Whenever we're not on the show, like recording, you're just like, well, the problem with them is that they talk, and I want to put them in their place. And I'm like, I don't think you can really talk about your wife that way. And then you went, she's mine. Women are my property. And I'm like, Dylan, it's really inappropriate. I have that whole thing you just said uh, tattooed on my chest. Yeah, and on your dick. Big big quotes. That's what I do. I have excerpts from little plays I write on my body. So they begin feuding with world's greatest tag team. And you know what? Uh, you better believe Charlie Haas starts acting like he's a black man. And not just normally. Uh, he obviously acts like <laughs> what crime time acts like just to try and fit in with everybody. And it's embarrassing for everyone. <laughs> hey, Charlie Haas, you're a, you're a well-respected collegiate wrestler. Uh, put on this do-rag and lower yourself. <laughs> oh, it's the best thing in the entire world. I love it so much that they're like, how do we... We gotta get some heat on this angle. Um, I know. We'll have Charlie Haas betray his race. That would anger me. <laughs> but they're... Uh, Crime Time's doing really good, but then they get released. Uh, they get released on September 2nd, 2007. This was because of a backstage feud with Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch, keep this in mind, Shad Gaspard, he's a pet project of people, but he's a pet project of Jim Cornette, Paul Heyman. He doesn't have any allies there. JTG, a dude who came up doing whatever. Trevor Murdoch um, didn't really have a lot of sway, but Lance Cade is a Shawn Michaels guy, and they fucking loved him. They loved him off. And this is, by the way, this is Shawn Michaels. I'm no longer sober, and I believe in God. Oh, by the way, I'm still a horrific person, so everyone's going to do as I say. <laughs> yeah exactly i've stopped drinking but i still yeah. like a manipulator yeah i now that i don't drink i have more time for being a bad person now if you'll excuse me i have to go wrestle hulk hogan and make sure that everyone knows that it's his fault i did this <laughs> no but this was here's why they were released uh so this is all according to jtg we got released because of a rib gone wrong he said Caden murdoch pulled a rib on us in the middle of a match at a live event where we were left in the ring and Shad wanted to leave uh, the crowd up. We were supposed to go over, so it felt awkward. So before going back, Shad decided to hit the finisher on the ref. When I rolled back in the ring, Shad had the ref on his shoulders, so I'm thinking it's cool. I hit the ropes, we hit our finish, the crowd got back up. Shad wanted to sell the referee's belt to the crowd, he wanted to auction it off. Okay, that's a little bit extra, but that's our gimmick, so I guess that's cool. They got backstage, Barry Windham screamed at Shad, and then screamed at both of them, and then they were fired. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I, I actually don't understand. I don't understand. Just imagining Barry Windham yelling at a black man also, I can't imagine the human rights lawyer didn't just you... spring up out of nowhere and be like, lawsuit, lawsuit. No, he was having a good day. Like, he was so happy. <laughs> You listen to me, Bootsy Collins. I never liked your music, and I don't like your face. Like, you know that he was just like, Barry, Barry boy, screaming at a black guy every day. Barry, 
Barry but like he was he was happy. but they did wait a couple months and then hire them back because the whole thing about this was uh the thing I heard at the time at least was that the ref was injured is that why that they injured the ref by doing the spot I mean yeah I mean you can't also just go into business for yourself uh but I don't know there's a lot of weird thing around basically it's it amounts to this is that Lance Cade they thought Lance Cade had the goods to be the goods you know what I mean he, they thought he had the goods to stay in the woods. Oh, 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 But they were promised the tag titles at this time, and that obviously derails everything. They're, uh, yeah, they're gone for a bit, and they come back to WWE in 2008, and good lord, do they put them with John Cena in maybe the most see-through, uh, awkward thing I've seen like, it was so clear. They're like, he raps, so black people like him. Don't worry. It's fine that he does the things he does. Yay. Uh, it's like they, they came so close to just being like, get it? He's black, too. <laughs> yeah, and then JTG uh, complains about working with Triple H. He says he was more difficult than Vince. What I mean by that, this is according to JTG, is Vince always had his door open. If you have an idea, a suggestion, if you want to talk to him about something, his door is always open. If he's busy, he'll just say, come back later. Uh, with Hunter, it felt like, from my experience, he was avoiding me. That's probably because you were better at the thing he's trying to do. <laughs> Or at least as good as. I think Hunter's good, but it's just, you know what I mean? He's not jump off the page amazing. And when you're not that good at something, you have to play little fucking weird games. Okay, good. This is fun to edit. I think that crime time is an interesting lesson, especially to discuss right now as wrestling is basically on fire because they're losing viewers at the rate that the Titanic lost passengers. I mean, wrestling's not on fire. WWE is on fire. Let's be clear about that. Everything else in wrestling is doing very well. Um, it's more just one of those things where you look at it and you're like, you could have this could have built into something really cool and interesting and different, but n like they just did, like they just had there were all these sort of like specific political um, group that yeah. were ex that were there just sort of waiting to stop anyone for, that could like that this will pose a problem. They must be destroyed because it's actually like okay. It's weird that it, they're a tag team of black guys that steal stuff. Yeah, that's a real big stereotype. That said, um, I think that they were very amusing and they're incredibly watchable. And also, like when you see them interact with Christian DX, the crowd is really excited to see them. Like actually, because it's you know, wrestling fans' favorite thing. It's something we can chant at, and it's racist. Finally, so I just I, every time we've been talking about them throughout the episode, I keep being like like. Could they have been like a big next tag team? I keep going back and forth. Like, could they have been a big next tag team that could have existed for 10 years? Or was this a terrible idea that they never should have done and this lasted exactly as long as it should have? I think that it's kind of both, where I think that you can't deny that people really liked it and that it lasted exactly as long as it should have. Because I don't think that you can have a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> legacy tag team called Crime Time. <laughs> I just don't think so. But I think that they were both good performers. There's a legacy tag team called the New Age Outlaws. Get it? Yeah, but that's not like, you know what I mean? I don't know what the... They're also doing karate. They're not the New Age Outlaws, but the New Age Outlaws aren't like reinforcing horrible stereotypes. They're two white dudes. I don't know. What would a horrible white stereotype would like be the New Age Outlaws? Is they're outlaws because they just have like huge dossiers of child porn? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? Do, 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 do. I babysit for the perks, not the money. Leave me alone with your kids. Do, do. The D to the O to the double G. Leave me alone with a girl if she's three. <laughs> if. Okay, of Billy Gunn and uh, Road Dog Jesse James, which one do you think is more likely to be a pedophile? I'm going to say Billy Gunn because he's a man in his 50s who refuses to acknowledge that he's gone bald. And, like, that's a, that's a shirt. Like, he, his hair is so, his hairline is so high. He's definitely, he's like, hey, man, he just. He doesn't have a forehead. He has an eight head. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is when they start. This is when, like, they start. Um, they did, like, a. They did a, a. They were trying to form a stable with Crime Time and Cena. Ah uh, yes, CTC baby. 
JTG says, one day I just found out we would be partnering up with Cena, and I'm like, hell yeah, that'd be a perfect fit. Uh, CTC was a good learning experience. Uh, A lot of the things I was doing, I had no idea were wrong. John pulled me aside and said, we don't do that anymore. We're taking it to another level. For example, before every match, I'd like to get the crowd warmed up. I'd say, are you ready to get popping? And I'd look at the crowd, and he's like, don't do that anymore. You don't need their approval. Just start the match. He was like, you don't do that anymore. Which I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess you could see that bombing and it getting awkward. But this is like, they must be thinking, man, we're almost in the fucking big time. Yeah, they. I guarantee that they're like, holy shit, mama, papa, we made it. And then, like, like fucking big match John is like, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Um. And they're like, okay, we're going to listen to him. But it's also at the same time, like anything, yeah, John, you don't need to go in and go, let's get popping. But someone on the card can do that. That's like, that actually is fine. And everything should be different. Don't homogenize. So, and also, by the way, stop trying to control and take control of them getting over. Get over with them in a stable. Don't be like, you guys are me, but if I'm dipped in caramel, let's go to the ring. (laughs) But this is when this is around the time when crime time just starts to get a bunch of heat. Now most of the heat was on Shad, just for like, this is the whole thing. Is wrestling locker rooms? I haven't been there, but it seems a lot like high school where people perceive you to be stuck up, so now they don't like you. They got heat for having a hair braider brought backstage oh, yeah. on a UK tour for some reason. Also, by the way, uh, wrestling locker rooms seem like they're high school, but they're the idea. Imagine if it's an all boys high school and the idea of fucking girls has never been acknowledged or brought up. That's what a wrestling locker room. Yeah. And this is also they're just like jobbing them out to people like they're trying to build up the great Cali. So the great Cali beats them both, which I'm sure for Shad is like, listen, I saw myself. Actually, I think I saw myself as getting like a big man push like they were apparently before all this heat. There was talk of him being the next big heel to like lose to the Undertaker, essentially, and then now he's being squashed in handicap matches. I don't know if you can. I think Shad could have maybe transitioned out of this, but I don't know that. Like to me, JTG was always the better one of the tag team. Yeah, he's the one I remember. He was the way more energetic. Like I didn't remember the other. I remember there was JTG and the other guy. JTG is the road dog. Shad is the Billy Gun. Yeah, where clearly they wanted Shad to be the one that worked, but the one that worked was JTG. Yeah. Because, like you say, when when you were... This starts out to how they started, but when you were selected and groomed, that can sometimes work if you have jump-off-the-page talent like The Rock. But if you just like show up and work super hard, you can eventually become really great like john cena essentially like and by the way by the the rock didn't work until they stopped doing what vince mcmahon wanted them to do and they did what jim ross and and jim Cornette wanted to do like everyone goes like oh they don't know how to make people anymore vince mcmahon never knew how to make people his idea to get the rock over was we'll let him know he's really good because of who his family is that's people respect good lineage and (laughs) yeah the entire crowd shat on it. It's in the same way that, like, I'm sure Vince McMahon's pitch for Shad was, um, you're muscular and you're black. They've never seen Ahmed Johnson, too. Yeah. Ahmed. The new Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> junior? No, not Junior. X. Two. <laughs> yeah. G- <laughs> Ahmed J- Johnson, Jew. <laughs> for Vince McMahon Carl fell asleep watching a Lenny Kravitz behind the music, and now he's obsessed with the black man. <laughs> Imagine how big the piece of penis they cut off to circumcise him was. You could have worn it as a hat. But once they are, once they are fucking uh, on SmackDown, that's when it really, really starts to dissolve. Because when they're on Raw, they're a focused thing. SmackDown, they don't. They clearly. This is the other thing. Heat aside, they just don't have a second idea for these guys. Yeah, and also this is the thing I just want to point out about crime time so far. We've been, we've talked about them for almost almost an hour. We've yet to discuss moves or matches. I mean, the matches were pretty good. It's very unremarkable. They're both 
brought up in the WWE system, so they do okay at the WWE things. I thought that their finishing move was pretty sick. The fucking fireman's carry and then the and then the rolling neck breaker. That's great. Oh uh, yeah, that's all right. But it's, again, I've seen it before. Have you seen? Where'd you see it before? I don't know your mom's house. Oh yeah, my mom does do that when as soon as you finish dinner, she demands to 3D people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. She goes. Actually, I find the 3D to be contrived at this point in wrestling history. Here, we're actually far more into strikes, and then she does the Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega double knee to people. The key is to hit them in the chest so it makes a loud noise, but you don't hurt your head. What's interesting is that I, I counter by just hitting her with a shining wizard every time. <laughs> exactly. It's all knees. It's all knees. So they split up, and this is actually fucking classic WWE. So we've talked about this, where Shad is the one they want. He's the one that they want. He is the one that they want, ooh, want, ooh, want. Ooh. They go to a pay-per-view. They have a gimmick match. Like, I think it was like a weapons match. Shad loses that match to JTG, and then the next week on SmackDown, uh, Shad wins, and then that ends the feud. Here's how you do the feud. JTG gets a roll-up in, like, a regular match, and then Shad wins the gimmick match. Like, that's how you end a feud at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. Yeah, but it's, again... The, it, what, I get confused on what year. It's again, it's 2000. We're going into 2010. This is literally, they are, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. We're about to enter the summer of punk. Everyone's out of their mind. No one has any fucking plans. Like, it's weird to think Crime Time and CM Punk were there at like the same time. They were probably, and they had similar grievances. Yeah. I mean, but JTG was pretty well known for like, like JTG lasted at the company until 2014. Like, he, never wrestled for like four solid years. He just showed up with a fucking newspaper, did a crossword, and then went home. Like, he did what you're supposed to do. It's insane that he... Because it was one of those running things where it's like, JTG still works there. It's a lot like, um, I think Zack Ryder still is with WWE, but just doesn't do anything. Like, he might be a road agent now, but like, he still works there. He just never wrestles or does anything. I Like, I'm still blown away that the idea... I just thought Zack Ryder was... Like making YouTube videos somewhere, and I just didn't know. <laughs> well, Shad was released in 2010 because Shad. Here's the weird thing about wrestling: it seems to be is that if you're thought to be amazing, and then they discover they don't really like you, they will throw you out. Oh, it's the best! Like it, like someone taking a bite out of a sandwich. But if you're just like, like think of JTG. Like if if you're looking at stuff in a fridge, JT Shad Gaspard was thought to be, you know, cold cuts take the cold cuts out you take a bite i don't like these cold cuts you throw them in the garbage jtg is like fucking uh, basil he just didn't notice it went bad in your fridge until you cleaned it out like years later well and it's also the best thing about this move on the wwe's part is they give no one any tools to make it in a cutthroat environment they're basically like we expect too much of you good luck you're already letting us down yeah yeah that's it oh i'm sorry so here's what happened so it wasn't even SmackDown. J- JTG and Gaspard have a strap match at Extreme Rules. JTG wins that. And then they have a rematch on the May 6th episode of Superstars. And Shad wins by, Shad wins by pinfall. And they're like, why isn't this guy over? Release him. Agreed. <laughs> so I agree. I agree. I agree with everything that WWE did and does. As usual, they, di- they make no mistakes. And now let's get a fun, 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 fun. Uh, on the real, because this is funny, JTG does not think, nor does Shad think that Crime Time was racist, because they came up with a gimmick, so they're like, how can it be racist if we came up with it? I'm a white guy, I'm not going to interfere with that. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where they're, they're playing off stereotypes, but I think that they were doing it in a very different way than it was maybe received and also interpreted, so it's sort of like, I kind of, I see every, I see their point. Um. That so this said, is a fun. That said, you know Vince McMahon is racist because everyone just assumed he came up with it. Like that that that's not good for your reputation. Where it's like, what a horribly racist thing. Whose idea do you think it was? It was like that guy. It was definitely that guy. All right. All right. Okay. Try and fit because this is all right. He won't name who this is. He won't. Let's figure this out. Do best and worst, and then and then then end. Let's, yeah. Let's read. Yeah. This yeah. Best and worst, and then end. In his second book, damn what I write this book to JTG recalls being spoken to by an unnamed WWF legend backstage, Michael P.S. Hayes for sure. When pushed, he will say only that he's particularly well known by a catchphrase, saying, "Hello, hey you, Mr. Crime Time. 
I want to talk to you. You and your partner are a mockery of my business. I helped build this business with my own two hands. If it was up to me, you all wouldn't be here. We should have never accepted your kind of the business to begin with. I can't wait to get every last one of you out. You're a mockery. You hear, you hear me? A damn mockery. See, I don't think that that's Michael Hayes because Michael Hayes is not known by a catchphrase. That's true. Who do you think it is? Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, that's heartbreaking, but probably true. As soon as I as soon as I saw that, I was like, "That's Ric Flair." Because it's really it's, yeah. Because Ric Flair is really dismissive. Hey, Mister Crime Time, that is a Ric Flair. Like, I'm a fucking legend. I don't need to know your fucking name. I guarantee Ric Flair probably thought it was only one black guy, and he was just drunk. Yeah, and this was he said it was like this was really sad because he was like. Uh, while wow, this guy is a confirmed racist, I couldn't be in denial anymore. So that's sad. Yeah, it's definitely him because it's also Teddy Long has also like gone on record of being like Ric Flair racist, and he's like, oh yeah, for sure. Trouble, trouble in Rickadice. So thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, what's your fucking favorite goddamn motherfucking uh, crime time thingy? I think that they had some of the best. Um, uh, on-camera charisma of any wrestlers of the last 15 years. I think JTG really was a missed opportunity. I don't know how you get it out of, hey, I'm a guy that steals, uh, <laughs> and I'm a black man. I don't know how you get out of that, but if they could have figured it out, I think it would have been muy caliente and YOLO. Yeah, like I think that that was amazing. Dylan, uh, what is uh, your best thing? Or are you just going to steal mine as well, you fuck? What? I don't know. Oh, okay. I like the finisher. All right, good. What's the worst? What's the worst thing about Crime Time? I think the worst thing about Crime Time is that there's no second wrestling company because if there was a second wrestling company, they could have uh, just shed their. They could have shed their. You know what the? No, you know what my best thing about Crime Time is that JTG stayed with the company for a full four years without working. That's fucking awesome. The worst thing about Crime Time is that they're uh, they're a bad racial stereotype and uh, <laughs> and they and they hurt. <laughs> It would have been one thing to have... Alright, so it's one thing to have a character like Crime Time if you have, like, a bunch of, like, different people of color in the top part of your main event, but you're literally... Your main main event at that time was uh, a white guy who raps and then two old men making pee-pee jokes. Yeah. Like, that's it. And also, the uh, the one of those two old men had the Iron Cross as his regular logo, and I don't know why people still don't talk about how he had the Iron Cross as <laughs> his fucking logo. The logo, uh, one of the alternate logos of the fucking German army in uh, World War II. Yes, but uh, uh, in Triple H's defense, sometimes you need to let people know what side you're on. <laughs> What's the worst thing about Crime Time for you, you fat bitch? Um, I think the worst thing about Crime Time is I cannot for the life of me ever remember them wrestling, but I can only remember any time they appeared on screen. I was just like, well, someone go and dig up Martin Luther King and roll his body again. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's it. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Happy fucking New Year. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Kill me. Kill yourself. Let's die. Touch our weenies. Bye-bye. Man, it's cold outside here. Well, out here, we threw ourselves out. Oh, what are we going to do now? First thing we need to do is figure out what we're going to do with all of Coach's money. Yeah, right. Hey, you want to... uh? Want to buy some tickets, go inside, mess with everybody? It's a great idea, but show sold out. Yeah, you're right. People knew we were here. Tickets went fast. Hey, let's look at a couple of scalpers. I bet you they've got tickets to the show you want to go see. Give it a shot. Excuse me, fellas. Hey, yo, what's up? It's crime time. It is crime time. What's up, baby? Hey, you guys don't have many tickets for the show, do you? Oh, do we have tickets? Yo, what you need, baby? Yo, we got you uptown, downtown, all around, wherever you need, baby. All up in the grill. Get all in the grill. Get all up in the grill. Get all in the grill. Get close to that. You know what I'm saying? Get all down there. Sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. What? Oh, boy, boy, help. What's he saying? I don't understand him. Hold on to this. Let me handle this. Nice big jive. 
We gotta get back in the hills and see the shizzle, you know what I'm saying, dog? But we need we need a deuce down low. We need a deuce down low. Down low, brother. Down low, baby. Down low, yo, baby. Yo, yo, my man, yo, my man, my man, my man. Sit the shizzle, baby. Come on. Shizzle, we shizzle. If my man here, you get shot. Down low. Tell us you got. You got. You got. Bam! Oh, cheek. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with your boy? What? Oh, he doesn't have a gun. Popcorn player. Down low. Down low. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Uh, HBZ, the mathematics on that is kind of high. It's real high. Real high. You Three digits, brother. You're going to drop something for that. You're going to drop something for that, baby. What's he saying? Come on now. What's he saying? Gotta give him the money. Oh, fuck. There we go. There we go. Gotta pay the man. Yes. Check it out. Damn. Ooh. Somebody got paid, son. Somebody get paid. All right, get your time. Same time. Same time. I don't know you, man. Same time. 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 Money, money, yeah, yeah, money, money, yeah, yeah.